Hello and welcome to the Contentment Theory Podcast. I'm your host, Eve Giovanna, and together we're going to navigate this overwhelming modern world by discussing topics such as spirituality, mental health, enjoying your own company, and much more. All in the hopes that you can find some contentment and inner peace with your authentic self. Hello, spooky people. Hope you're all doing well. Welcome back to another episode. The reason why I just called you spooky people is because I'm recording this episode on Halloween. I absolutely love Halloween. I just love like dressing up and I love like being a little bit scared. When I was younger, I absolutely loved trick-or-treating. It was honestly like my favourite thing, probably because I got all of them sweets. But tonight I am going to go trick-or-treating with my friend's kids so I can reunite that inner child within me and I think it'll be really fun and it'll be nice to just see all the kids having fun and like all the excitement in the air. So today I wanted to have a bit more of a casual chatty episode about something that I'm going through recently and it's basically me navigating change and uncertainty in my life because I've had a lot of change in the past few months and I've just had this like kind of scared feeling inside me of like uncertainty and the unknown and I wanted to just have a have a chat about it tell you about my thoughts and feelings and ways that I'm dealing with it and how I'm kind of changing my perspective on it so it's I'm able to cope a little bit better and I'm not seen it as such a bad thing. To give you a bit of a better idea about how this episode is going to play out and the themes I'm going to touch upon, what I mean by change is changing career, changing relationships in the places that we live. And when I talk about uncertainty, I mean, I feel uncertain about my future. Like I'm not really sure where I'm going to live. I'm not sure about my career, I'm not sure about, you know, many things and don't get me wrong, I just think that most of us don't know what's going to happen in our future, like we can kind of guess but life definitely does just happen and things end up different how you would have planned them and what you were expecting to happen, so... If I look back at when I was a teenager, I would say that I had this expectation that I was probably going to be married and have kids by now. I'm 27 and I am so far from any of those things happening. And to be honest, and wanting those things, like I do want kids, I don't want to get married, but I'm definitely not ready for kids yet. It's definitely going to be a few years. Although actually, what I will say you know, like I said before, is things do happen unexpectedly. So maybe I'll meet somebody and maybe I'll have kids in the next couple of years. Who knows? To give you a little bit of background and context about my life, I lived in Leeds until I was 19. I went to university in Manchester when I was 19 and I stayed in Manchester up until very recently, up until a few months ago. And don't get me wrong, some changes did happen in that time. Like I went through a breakup and I've changed jobs and things like that. But honestly, right now, the change that happened to me a few months ago was probably, it has felt like one of the biggest changes in my life. And 
these past few months has felt like the biggest uncertainty that I've ever felt. So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you'll know that recently, um, I think it was like four or five months ago now, I tried to move to Canada and that was a huge change for me. When I look back to that period of my life and I listen back to that episode about moving halfway across the world, I just don't think I could comprehend how much that change was going to affect me and I've realised that I find change quite difficult even though it was a change that I wanted and I, I it was it was an optional change. I think that most people find change hard or find it somewhat difficult even if it is something that they want because thinking about it evolutionarily our brains are wired to want to just stay in a safe place because if we know like an environment and a situation is safe then our brain will tell us to stay in that situation because our brains know that we basically are having the least threat to our lives. Um, One really important thing that I've learned in the past year is that the only constant is change. That is a quote from, I'm not really sure, but if you watch Yoga with Adrian, she does say that quite a lot. And the way forward for me with change is I'm trying to embrace it more I'm trying to accept it more and understand that it will always be a part of life whether I like it or not basically and don't get me wrong I'm not saying that change is a bad thing because I think a lot of the time it is a good thing and I want change because I want to grow and I want different things for myself I want like different challenges and I don't know just to see different parts of life but what comes with that is, yeah, just like feelings of uncertainty and anxiety. Going back to my life before this big change happened, my existence was very comfortable, it was very safe and it was an enjoyable existence. So I had an easy job and I had, you know, good friends. I liked where I lived and yeah, everything was just like comfortable, stable and quite predictable. And although this existence was a very enjoyable existence, I was getting this feeling that I wanted change and I was just feeling a bit stagnant. And although everything was easy and comfortable and, you know, kind of certain in some ways, I was just kind of like, I want to challenge myself to move on to bigger and better things because I knew that if I stayed in that kind of existence for an extended period of time, I would just be somewhat unfulfilled because I didn't feel like I was necessarily meeting my potential. You know, going into specifics, I was doing a job that it was easy and all my work friends were so nice and it was such a comfortable existence, but I was like, it wasn't my passion and it was literally just to pay the bills. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with just doing a job because you need to pay the bills and there's so much to say for having an easy, comfortable work environment, but I've just got this feeling inside me. I suppose it's like, a worry you could call it that 
if I just stayed in this like easy, comfortable existence that I would end up feeling unfulfilled and I would essentially be just getting bored with my life. So fast forward to when I actually moved to Canada and I made this change, I uprooted my whole life. I can't even explain like how different the actual feeling is of doing something versus talking about it. I just had no idea how overwhelmed I was going to feel when I actually got there and how it was going to affect my mental health. And you know, whilst I was there, my nervous system was dysregulated quite a lot because I was just so overwhelmed by the change and how different everything was and I was not really living a comfortable, easy existence and I knew that I wasn't going to for a long time and it was just so unsettling. And at many points in that trip, my nervous system was dysregulated and I was in a lot of fight or flight mode, to be honest. I was experiencing a lot of anxiety, a lot of like mental health issues. Don't get me wrong. I still had lots of good times and I learned so much about myself and I had some wonderful experiences. But for the purpose of this episode, I am going to focus more on the difficult side of what happened when I was there. So it got to the point where I was like, I actually just can't cope with this feeling of uncertainty and this change is just a bit too much for me. So I came home. One really important lesson that I learned whilst I was there is that having your support network and having people around you is invaluable. And before I had gone to the other side of the world and I was like basically completely on my own without any support network, I had always just been in like Leeds and Manchester and I've always just had a huge amount of friends around me. So whenever I do need support, when I'm going through something difficult, I've always had somebody there. But yeah, being there and basically having like no support network was so difficult so yeah that's one really important thing that I've learned about like change and uncertainty that having your support network you know your friends and your family is like so important and it's okay to lean on people in difficult times So I've been back in the UK now for a few months. I've been living at my dad's and I got a job in a cafe, you know, part-time just to have a bit of income coming in. But this past few months of my life has been really uncertain and I've obviously been going through like difficult emotions and I've been going on a bit of a journey. I've been having lots of realisations. I've been learning a lot about myself and about, you know, when you do go through a difficult and uncertain time in your life. And I have just finished reading this book last night called Wintering by Catherine May. And I genuinely believe that some books are meant to find you at certain points in your life. So this book is essentially about the power of rest and retreat in difficult times and how to navigate that difficult time. And it's called A Wintering. And I do believe that I have just been through my own wintering and I think I might still be going through it. I'm going to be sharing some of the wisdom that I found in this book throughout this podcast episode. So just for a little bit of context, this book is about 
the difficult times in your life and when you are going through those difficult times how we must like um, retreat and we've got to care for ourselves and let ourselves repair and that we will come through these times with more wisdom and basically everybody throughout the whole life has these ebbs and flows of like difficult times and then better times and the difficult times the analogy is the wintering and then the better times is like the spring and the summer so going back to my own wintering I think that when I got back to the UK there was definitely this kind of sense of urgency that I wanted to recover and repair from what happened and I wanted to just get back to sort of having some kind of certainty in my life and figuring out a new plan because obviously the old one didn't work. But what I realised in that time was I needed to just not think about my next steps and be completely in my wintering and just let myself recover and rest and relax and literally just take everything day by day. So going back to this sense of urgency that I've been feeling. So since I've turned 27, I've had this like growing urgency in the back of my mind where it feels like I need to make sure that I'm utilising all the time I have because, you know, everybody says to you like, life is short and do what you want to do now before you can't be completely selfish. So I think a big part of this like urgency and panic is... I want kids and I probably want to have kids in like my early 30s so there's this like feeling in the back of in the back of my mind that's like I need to make sure that I do all the things that I want to do or do most of the things I want to do before I have kids so when I came back from Canada and I needed just this time of like rest and retreat and to look after myself and not think about my future and my goals and what I wanted to do with my life there was this other part of me that was like well you can't really just sit around and waste months of your precious life basically not being like productive but actually what I've learned over the past few months and especially reading this book is that that time to rest and relax and essentially what I like to call recharge my soul was essential and so important and if I didn't take out this time to basically recover, then I would just keep on experiencing like mental health issues and burnout. And don't get me wrong, I don't necessarily always think that you need to fully recover from something to like move on with your life. But I do think that you need to take a certain amount of time to recover somewhat and gain some strength to forward with your life or re-enter your life or move on to whatever the next thing is for you. I think that as human beings we've evolved so much that sometimes we overcomplicate existence as well so we don't have to exist for purpose and meaning we can just exist to exist like nature does so one of the big messages in this book is as humans we've become disconnected to simple existence in a way like so we can just exist and not be like productive or have a meaning or have purpose we can just function and that is absolutely fine as well 
I do think even though I love personal development and spirituality, sometimes I get quite obsessed with like purpose and meaning and productivity and actually it is good for me to take a step back sometimes and not investigate those things and just exist for the sake of existing. So for the past few months I have had some internal struggles about wanting to figure out what I am going to do, what are my next steps going to be because right now I'm going through a career change, I'm not sure where I want to live and I feel like they're two quite big things in your life that you generally want to have figured out but actually I've just had to surrender to the flow of the universe and accept right now that I don't I'm not really sure and that is absolutely fine and I don't need to be worrying so much about making sure that I'm utilising all of my time because clearly right now I just need to rest and relax and just enjoy my day-to-day existence. I don't want to get so caught up with worrying about the future and making sure that I'm using my time productively, that I'm not even enjoying my life day-to-day. And although changing my mindset has been difficult somewhat, I am really proud of myself because I feel like I have been really present in my life in the past few months and I've just been enjoying exactly where I am right now and not thinking so much about my future and worrying about what's going to happen next. And I think another thing that's really helped me is just having this level of acceptance of the unknown and that throughout my life I am going to have periods where I am going to feel uncertain and I'm not going to know exactly what's going on. I'm I'm not going to be sure of my future and that is absolutely fine because I do think that when you are younger, for me, you know, when I was a teenager and a child, you think that when you grow up and when you're an adult that you've got, you're going to have it all together and you're going to be certain about your future and you're going to know basically the way that your life is going to go. But actually, one of the realisations that I've had as somebody who is coming into my adulthood is that basically most adults don't know exactly what's going on and not everything is certain and most people are just making things up as they go along. And that realisation is actually quite comforting. So I know that I just mentioned that I've been really present in these past few months of my life and I think that honing the skill of being present has been so important in this time of uncertainty and change and also I just think that it's a really important skill in life but I wanted to dive a little bit further into speaking about why it is so important that I've been present in this past few months of my life so the way that I see it is it's so important to be where your feet are and appreciate where you are in that pocket of time and be present with it because you're not always going to have the things that you have in your present situation right now in the next stage of life. So this is a very good example. Since I've moved back to Leeds, I'm living with my family, you know, I'm living with my younger sister and my younger brother who I've not really lived with that much up to be honest because they're a lot younger than me and I was like going to university so yeah, I've not I've been kind of absent with a lot of them growing up and right now I'm just appreciating so much being able to be around them day to day because I've not had that for so long and 
want to move on to the next stage of my life so I'm probably going to move out and get my own place or I'm going to move to a different part of the UK they're not going to be there in my day-to-day life so I really want to appreciate what I have right now and be present for that because I know that I've definitely done this before where I've not appreciated something about a particular part of my life or a certain situation and then I've moved on from it and I look back at it and I think I wish I appreciated that more when I had that at the time. So I think for me to really be present and appreciate my current situation is so important. I just think as well that there's always going to be this next big thing around the corner that you want. So whether it's your dream job or a relationship or you want a house or whatever it is. And you can always be looking to the future for happiness. And you could literally spend your whole life looking around the next corner for that happiness. But actually, that is why it's so important to be try and be happy and content with what you have now. Because there's always something bigger and better that you could want. So for example, right now, there's definitely things that I would like and things that I would like to achieve. So I would like a job that I'm a bit more passionate about and that I don't feel like is a waste of my time. I'd really like my own place to live. I'd like a relationship, but I'm not going to spend from now until then waiting to be happy and waiting to be content because that could be years and that is years of your life just sat around waiting So going back around to my specific situation of this past few months, I could definitely just spend this time thinking, oh, well, you know, once I move on to the next thing, like that's when I can be happy and content. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to try and enjoy the small moments day to day. And I do genuinely believe that is what true contentment and happiness is, just enjoying the small moments day to day. I know that trying to be present and enjoying the small moments day to day is hard in the modern world because we're all just so obsessed with like rushing around and productivity and multitasking and and always focusing on what is the next thing but what I will say is I will do an episode about how to tips and advice on how to be more present in your day-to-day life and how to enjoy the small moments because over this past year or so I have really learned what it is to be present and that is something that I do pride myself on. The one tip that I would like to share though which helps me really appreciate you know the small moments and it helps me get into the frame of mind to be present in my day-to-day life is practicing gratitude and I feel a bit like a broken record because I know that Anybody who's giving you advice about spirituality and personal development is like, practice gratitude, practice gratitude. But it genuinely does work and it is, yeah, it is um, definitely a wonderful way to appreciate the small moments and just be grateful for what you have in your life regardless of whether you've got everything that you supposedly want. So I'm going to give you a sort of structure of how I do it so I don't do it every day I try to do it every day but realistically I'd say I do it more like four to five times a week because I don't actually journal every single day oh sorry actually sometimes I do journal every day but it really just depends you know different weeks sometimes I have more time and then some weeks I don't have as much time So the way that I practice gratitude is I write down very specific small things about my day and I like to describe the sort of sensory 
side to it. So I'm going to read you my most recent gratitudes. The other day I wrote, the beautiful red leaves in the Japanese gardens. I can't tell you how happy these these leaves make me feel when I see them. Yesterday I wrote, the French onion soup that I made and the process of making the soup. This is one from when I went away. So the beautiful woodland and the magical mushroom that we spotted. When we were walking through the woods, this mushroom that we saw, I don't know if you saw it on my TikTok, but honestly, it was the most beautiful magical mushroom that I've ever seen in my life. And I could have sat and stared at it for 10 minutes. So you kind of get the picture of the way that I practice gratitude. I like to do two to three a day or two to three every time I do a journal entry. So what I found is when I started practicing gratitude a few years ago, I would just write down really big unspecific things and it wasn't working for me. I don't know exactly what it was, but so for example, I would write down, I'm grateful for my family and it just wasn't doing anything for me. Whereas when I write down something very specific and the way that it made me feel, so for example, that mushroom made me feel it was magical. It gets me more in the frame of mind to notice the small specific things that I enjoy about my day-to-day life and therefore focusing on the small moments of joy. One of the fundamental things to mindfulness and like being present and being in the moment is focusing on the sensory side of things. So therefore, when you're focusing on how something made you feel and the sensory side of those gratitudes, it just helps ground you and bring you more into the present moment and gets you in that mindset of focusing, you know, more on actually being present and what is it specifically that is good about that situation. One of the fundamental things to mindfulness and being present is using your senses to help ground you and therefore when you are using your senses to describe your gratitudes, it helps ground you in that moment and be grateful to what it is that is specifically good about that moment. Okay, so now I want to move on to, let's call them realisations that I've had in the past few months that have helped me deal with uncertainty and the change. So the first thing is, I'm trying to keep an open and optimistic mindset about the future because realistically I have no idea what is going to happen but there are potential for great things to happen don't get me wrong I don't think it is realistic that we always have this like positive optimistic mindset and the world is our oyster but what I will say is I think maybe in the past I have had a slightly pessimistic way of thinking because of you know certain things that I was told when I was going through my formative years. But I do think that it is nice to remind myself sometimes, whether that is when I'm journaling or, you know, when I'm having chats with my family or my friends, that there is a lot of potential for great things to happen. And I just have to remind myself of that when I am feeling uncertain. And because I think so much of the time when you do worry about something, and you're thinking so much about what could go wrong, about 90% of those things that you're worried about don't ever actually happen, and things work out better than you can imagine. So for example, and I've said that, used this example quite a lot, when me and my sister lived together for a few years, and then she wanted to move in with her boyfriend, 
I was obviously worried about moving in with a stranger and I was the my initial thoughts and feelings were pessimistic and they were like oh imagining that the worst could happen but actually when I moved in with my old flatmate so many great things happened and I had such a nice time and I loved living there and it worked out better than I could have possibly imagined and I think that is a really good example of just trying to remain open and optimistic because more often than not, great things do happen. And so many of the things that you worry about don't ever actually happen. I know I mentioned before that I have been trying to adopt this mindset of embracing the unknown and recognising that uncertainty and the unknown is part of life. But to extend from that, I've had to accept that if I want to move on to bigger and better things and I want to grow and change, then... A lot of the time there is going to be a period of uncertainty when I'm trying to get from A to B because it's not always linear and I'm not always going to know exactly how I'm going to get there and therefore I do have to push myself outside of my comfort zone and I do just have to accept that there is a level of uncertainty and it is going to be a little bit scary and that is completely okay, that is completely normal. A really wise person once said and if I'm being completely honest I can't remember who it is but they said that one of the sort of key skills to life and being able to get through life is accepting uncertainty and change and going back to what I was saying about being stagnant I think that if I would have just stayed in my old circumstances I would have become you know, stagnant and I would have just been frustrated and actually it's just a necessary part of change, feeling some level of like unknown and uncertainty. And as it stands, I actually could go back to my old set of circumstances. I could go back to my old job. I could go back to living in my old flat. But there is this feeling inside me that says, don't go back, move forward. And I am sort of, I wouldn't say content, but I'm okay with accepting this uncertain period of my life where I'm not really sure, you know, about my career and where I want to live and things like that. And I'd rather sit in this sort of uncomfortableness than just retreat to the safety of my old life for the sake of comfort and ease. I'm going to read you a quote from wintering the book that I've just read and it explains it quite nicely. It often seems easier to stay in winter, burrow down into our hibernation nests away from the glare of the sun but we are brave and the new world awaits us gleaming and green alive with the beat of wings and besides we have a kind of gospel to tell now and a duty to share it. We who have wintered have learned some things. We sing it like birds, we let our voices fill the air. So what she's saying is It may seem easier for us to stay in this place of comfort and ease because it feels safe, but actually there is so many amazing things waiting for us on the other side of our wintering. And when you've been through your wintering, you actually learn a lot of wisdom when you're going through those difficult times. Which brings me on to my next point. When I'm going through a difficult time and I'm not enjoying my circumstances or my reality, I like to... I like to remind myself of this kind of, this, let's call it an exercise. So when I am my future self, 
I'm going to look back at this time of struggle and uncertainty and see the role it played in the bigger picture. And in some ways, the struggle was necessary and I actually learned so much wisdom in that time of wintering. And it's so true because these past few months, I have learned so much about my spirituality and in some ways I am grateful because all of these lessons that I've learned will be brought into the next time I struggle with something or I'm having a difficult time. And also she mentions that, you know, once you've been through your wintering, you've got this gospel to tell. And also I'm going to read out another quote because I just think this book is absolutely amazing. She says, Here is another truth about wintering. You'll find wisdom in your winter and once it's over, your responsibility, it's your responsibility to pass it on. And in return, it's our responsibility to listen to those who have wintered before us. It's an exchange of gifts in which nobody loses out. I love this because it has happened to me. I'm relating so much to this book. So my sister, my younger sister, is going through a really difficult time right now. And I have been passing on my wisdom from my wintering. And also she has been sharing her wisdom from her wintering. And it's like this beautiful exchange of like wisdom and knowledge and I love it. It's like we are helping each other navigate through this difficult time together. One other thing, sort of realisation that is helping me get through this somewhat difficult time is that everything is temporary and at some point things will shift and change and I will move on and it's only a matter of time. And that is why I'm not like frantically trying to figure out my next steps in life and what I want to do because I do believe that the answers will come to me at some point when I'm ready because life just naturally shifts and changes and moves on anyway you know without your permission sometimes and that is why I am practicing the skill of patience and I'm recognizing that it's only a matter of time before things will move on and I will go on to the next thing and I'll figure out what I want to do. Don't get me wrong though, I think that having patience is an extraordinary skill and it takes time and I'm not always patient. Sometimes I am just like, I want all of the things that I want in my life. Like I want my own house and I want a dream job. You know, it just comes in ebbs and flows. Okay, now I wanted to share the slightly more practical things that I've been doing to help me navigate through this time in my life and to help me feel calm and grounded. So I'd say like the top two things that I do and I basically do this just to feel generally good and calm and present in my day-to-day life anyway, regardless of whatever I'm going through. But one thing, the first thing is journaling. Journaling is literally the most amazing thing that you can do when you are having a difficult time emotionally. It is such a healthy emotional outlet and because your journal is not actually a real person, you can be as crazy as you want. Sometimes when I'm having a bad day and I'm just feeling really angry and frustrated at my situation, I will write down the crazy stuff in my journal and I genuinely do feel cleansed afterwards. I think sometimes people can have this misbelief about journaling that it has to have some sort of structure and point to it, but it really doesn't. Like, I put so many different things in there Sometimes it's just a brain dump of how I'm feeling and it's not even organised in any way. So the other day 
I was just feeling like pretty angry, I can't remember why, and I wrote a list of things that I hate about my life right now, and it was actually so therapeutic, so I cannot recommend journaling enough if you feel like you have a lot of emotions to express and you feel like you have a lot to say but you don't know where to say it and how to say it. What I'll say about journaling as well is it creates a space where I can accept and recognise and process my emotions because I think that I don't want to be constantly distracting myself with like TV and work and other activities. I think it's really healthy to take, you know, some time to just accept and process and recognise your emotions so you can feel them and then move on from them. Which brings me on to my next point. So I am starting therapy again. I have done therapy before, but I just don't think that the type of therapy that I was doing before resonated with me very well. And a lot of the time when you get therapy through the NHS, which if you're not from the UK, is it's like free healthcare, I suppose. Yep, that's how you would describe it. Um, they give you like cognitive behavioural therapy, which is like thought challenging and interrupting those like negative thought patterns but I just think I'm going to go forward and get private therapy because I don't necessarily just want to try and interrupt them thought patterns I want to recognize appreciate them process them and maybe talk about what is going on on a deeper level because I do think that there have been some deeper issues that I've been pushing down because I felt like you know, my problems weren't bad enough for therapy and it's just kind of like first world problems. But I've actually, you know, come to the conclusion that my problems don't have to be really bad for me to go to therapy and to seek help and support for them. I just wanted to say as well that if you can hear any music in the background, I'm sorry. I think that next door we're having like a a midday rave. I don't really know what's going on there. So the next thing that I focus on, which I think is so important, is having daily practices that regulate my nervous system so I feel calm, I feel grounded and when I do have those moments of when I'm having an existential crisis and I'm feeling like I'm just like uncertain about the future and I'm scared about the uncertainty, I'll use things like meditation and yoga to help me feel calm and grounded. Now I don't do anything crazy but I just sometimes do like 20 to 30 minutes of yoga and I'll do like 10 to 15 minutes meditation every day and this just helps me stay present, stay calm, stay grounded and yeah, regulates my nervous system so I'm not triggering that fight or flight mode. One last thing that I wanted to mention that's been getting me through this somewhat difficult time is I'm finding time every day to just do small things that I love and that bring me joy so for example I crochet every day I do like journaling I go and spend time in nature I've been doing lots of crafty activities with my sister because I think it's so important that I am going through somewhat a difficult time and I'm experiencing like some difficult emotions I just think that so much joy can be found even in really dark times and two things can exist at the same time. Many things can exist at the same time, in fact. And I just think life is what is happening when you're obsessing over the things that you want 
and it's so important to find joy now. Okay, so one last thing that I wanted to say before I ended this episode, and I'm surprised that I've not mentioned this before, but it does really help me, is that I'm trying not to take myself and my life too seriously because I think in the past I've definitely had a tendency to just be so serious about everything and be so caught up and bogged down by things that I don't necessarily enjoy about my life and I forget that I just don't have to take everything so seriously and almost, you know, find humour in the fact that I have no idea what's going on but also it's kind of funny and as people like to say, it's good for the plot. And also I think that life would be boring if I had everything worked out and this uncertain and challenging time in my life is all part of life's beautiful journey and like I said before, I will appreciate this difficult time in the future because it has a part to play in in my story. Okay, so I think I'm going to end the episode there but I have really enjoyed doing this episode. I feel like I've had a lot of thoughts and feelings going on in the past few months and it's so nice to channel it into something um, that is like creative and therapeutic. I hope you all have a lovely rest of your day and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. I'm new to this world of podcasting, generally putting myself out there on social media. So if you have any comments, feedback or questions, please contact me on my socials, Instagram and TikTok. So my handle is evgiovanna underscore, that's E-V-E-G-I-O-V-A-N-N-A underscore. And if you found value or enjoyed this episode, I would be grateful if you shared this with a friend or left a review.